Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Poddiva. This is Poddiva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. You fell in love with her as Carmen on The L Word. Now get ready to swoon over her all over again in the upcoming Prime Video adaptation of Red, White and Royal Blue. It's my old mucker, the one and only gorgeous Sarah Shahi. Sarah talks to Diva's deputy editor, Nick Krasara, about the trajectory of her career, being an LGBTQIA ally and Carmen and Shane's sizzling chemistry. And when you finish listening to this podcast, take a look at our extensive Pod Diva archive with over 100 original interviews to explore. Then go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine to hear more about all things LGBTQIA+. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm in LA and my kids and I, we just went to visit my mom in Texas for a couple of weeks and then we were out of town for the 4th of July. And so we just came back last night. Here I am talking to you. Happy to be talking to you, doing something. I'm adulting right now, which is nice because I haven't adulted in a few weeks. Nice to talk to somebody older than eight. And, uh, and yeah, here we are. So jumping right in, um, Red, White and Royal Blue is hilarious it's sexy it's heartwarming and charming um and every line out of your character's mouth is like comedy gold um at the screening everyone was like howling with laughter it was great how did you get involved with the film and what drew you to your character well I was shooting sex life um in Toronto last year when I got a call from Matthew Lopez and I was unfamiliar with the book I didn't really have any idea who he was either but I read the script first and it just went down like the tastiest thing I had ever read. You know, it was just so delicious. It was such an easy read. The script was so lean. I feel like with a lot of either gay or queer movies, sometimes for myself, it can be hard to relate to some of the characters. But with this one, I saw myself in each of the fellas. I recognize some of the same things that I do in relationships and love when you don't know what to do and you want to be yourself, but you can't be yourself. And then you don't know who you are. Like the themes I just felt like were so universal. I thought the role of Zara, like you said, she's just a shot in the arm. It didn't matter to me if she was on screen for five minutes or for two hours. It's like every moment that she was on screen, the dialogue was fantastic her character and the relationships that she had with others was great. And then Matthew Lopez and I, 
we were pretty connected from the moment we said hello. We have a lot of the same film influences and we're both big fans of, you know, the Howard Hawks era of 30s and 40s and, you know, like bringing up Baby and His Girl Friday and Catherine Hepburn is just a longtime inspiration of mine. And Mike Nichols, we're both huge avid Mike Nichols fans. And we just kept talking nonstop about elitist film bullshit that it's hard for me to talk about with other people. It was like, a, it was a no brainer. Amazing. Um, and I can't wait for everyone else to see it. It's really hard for me to like, to have seen it, but to not be able to talk about it. Yeah, 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 same. <laughs> and then of course I have to ask, what was it like sharing a screen with Uma Thurman? Oh my goodness. Well, she's just Hollywood royalty, you know? She was incredible. I feel really lucky because I, I was never, I never went to college for this, but I feel like some of my best teachers and learning experiences have been working with someone like Uma Thurman, someone like James Gandolfini, Damian Lewis. It's just so refreshing and wonderful to see somebody as good as her, the professional that she is, her reputation precedes her, but she was there. She was professional. She was on time. She socialized. She didn't, you know, kind of hole herself up in a corner and yeah, and she was lovely. And, you know, my character is super devoted to her, is very devoted to the White House, to her duties, to the president. And so it was really important, I think, for her and I to sort of share some kind of chemistry with one another, even though we didn't have too many scenes together. That was pretty easy to do because she's just open and lovely. And yeah, you're both gay icons. And ah! both in this film, amazing. It was great. It was great. <laughs> it was nice to return to my roots you know what I mean I think I actually was in Diva when I was on the L Word that sort of followed me a little bit into the Root and Shaw days of person of interest I always sort of hearken back to the L Word and how fortunate I was to be a part of that because at the time you know it was my first like real job I was very naive I wasn't I hadn't seen the show before so I was a bit unfamiliar with what L meant like, you know, I thought it meant love. What the show stood for and the outpouring of validation and, and messages from the fans. And then to have that follow me just throughout my career, I just, I feel so honored. You know, it's like, I'm not sure if I'm an icon of any kind, but, you know, if I can be one, gay icon would be my icon of choice. Amazing. Yeah, our readers are huge, huge, huge Carmen fans. Lots of old questions in a bit. But before we get there, what do you hope that LGBTQIA viewers take away from Red, White and Royal Blue? You know, I just really hope that theme of oneness continues. The theme of oneness, the theme of like just not being afraid of who you are and how you feel and just the the judgment that's placed on us sometimes the harshest can be the ones that we place on ourselves. And so I just really hope the themes of like oneness, strength, be who you are and do it on purpose. You know, I hope those are the themes that just continue to kind of trickle down to everybody. Beautiful, well said. And our deep readers won't like forgive me if we don't talk about the L word. You played one half of the most uh, popular TV lesbian couples of all time, Carmen and Shane. What was it like building the amazing on-screen chemistry you had with Kate? Well, I had no, I had no choice but to jump in. My first day on set, it was like, okay, Sarah, this is Kate. Kate, this is Sarah. Sarah's going to be Carmen. This is Shane. And in this scene, um, Shane's going to be going down on you. And <laughs> I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So I kind of had no choice, but 
she and I just instantly had to become comfortable with each, with each other. I was like, how do I do this? Well, do girls do this? I didn't know that. <laughs> it's interesting because we're both Capricorns and we just call each other sisters because we really kind of are in some ways opposite sides, but yet sometimes the exact same side of the same coin where she kind of has this like, you know, brooding quality about her. And I'm kind of just like a Labrador puppy version of her. I have a huge love for her and she does for me too. And we've just always stayed in contact. And again, I think being, you know, Capricorns, like we're very no bullshit. We don't like to bullshit at all. We like to get in, do the job, get out. We don't have any tolerance for laziness or unprofessionalism. So it really kind of was like each day, I think we jammed out on the mutual vibe of like, how the fuck do we get out of here the fastest? So whatever it takes. And I think the crews always appreciate that because they're always there more than anybody. There's a really nice, strong sisterhood there that was kind of immediate from day one. Amazing. And yeah, what a first day in the office. <laughs> I know, no kidding. It has been unmatched since. <laughs> Despite their flaws as a couple, Carmen and Shane were such a legendary couple and like so many viewers looked up to them. What do you think made viewers root for the two to the extent that they did and still do? I, I, I don't know. I don't know why viewers were attracted to us more or less so than some of the other characters. I don't know. I think there was a real innocence in their love for one another. And I think a lot of people saw that possibly. And I think they rooted for them because in a way they were a fairy tale. I think Shane, you know, Shane was kind of the, she was the bad girl that nobody could quite get her to settle down. And for a brief moment in time, you know, it looked like Carmen was the one. If Shane was like the bad girl or the bad guy, she or kind of the Lothario, Carmen was the 180 degrees of that. She could be equally as naughty, but she wanted to have all those wonderful things. And maybe that's what it was, is that Carmen was finally the one person who for a moment in time looked like she could tame Shane. And maybe that's what people liked, is it was wish fulfillment in some way. Fans were devastated that we didn't get to see Carmen in Jenku. Do you think there's a chance that we could see you in a potential like New York City reboot? If they ever come to me, yeah. I mean, Nick, I have gone to, I've made it very clear to them that like, I would love to come back. I would love to do one episode and just watch these characters interact in the modern day and to see where they're at. But I don't think they are of, they have no interest in me as far as I know. You know, Jennifer, Kate and Leisha, they, again, we're all still really great friends there was never any weirdness or anything between me and, and those girls at all um they rallied for me a few times but I, you know I guess the powers that be just did not want to be <laughs> well fingers crossed but yeah if you know anybody like put in a call or something help a girl out I've been trying for a while I'm sure this interview will get the diva readers all, all I on. hope so a lot of the characters you play are very like driven and passionate what would you say is your biggest driving force or motivation for life my biggest motivation for life, I would have to say my children, my children, probably an expected answer that a mother would say, but I think it's important. They drive me on a lot of levels. One of the things is it's important for me to show them that if you work hard, your dreams can come true. So no matter what it is in life, if you go after it, 
with a fervor, with a passion, you can accomplish whatever it is that you want. So that's one, you know, it's just the theme of like hard work works. So it's important for me to show them that. And I lead by example a lot. I feel like we're all here for a short amount of time. Everybody's on borrowed time here. And whatever legacy I can leave is important for me, again, because of my children and because of my children's children. I want them to feel like their mother occupied her space on this earth well, and it was worth it. They're my driving force, I think, behind everything. Yeah, it's them. I'm actually, I'm writing a book right now. And one of the things, well, it's about a lot of things, but for me, I'm a pretty spiritual person, not very religious, but I'm pretty woo-woo, you know? The book is pretty much about, it's called Life is Lifey. And it's like an instruction manual you should have gotten right after you got your off of your mom's tit. It's like that kind of thing. It's just about life. And no matter, no matter what you're going through, whether it's heartache, whether it's grief, whether it's loss, whether it's failure, whether it's aging, whether it's success, whatever it is, and just sort of take the bird's eye view on it and offer different perspectives. So that's something too, I also try to instill with my kids too, is to be able to take you know what they say, take lemons and like make lemonade. So you're part of the Albert royalty and now you're part of this wonderful gay romance film as well. Throughout your career, you've been a fierce LGBTQIA ally, but can you remember what sparked your motivation for allyship? Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I was, I was born and raised in a very small town in Texas. I didn't even think LGBTQ was a thing. Like I had no idea. It was very naive. It wasn't until I got the role on the L word and that was not anything that I sought out. You know, again, I was unfamiliar with the show. I didn't know what the show even was. I just was a struggling actor whose dinner was coming from the 76 gas station across the street. Here I am with the job opportunity. I got the job. So of course I'm going to say yes. But again, I think it was receiving those letters, meeting other women who had similar stories or felt like they could come out because of the show or they found strength in the character. It was that that kind of sparked my heart. And I started to realize like, oh my gosh, like this is a a group of humans that don't have representation, that don't have a voice and that are being horribly mistreated. Those were the sort of the initiations of my introduction to that community and the things that I can do to, to help facilitate equality. So yeah, so that was the very beginnings of it. It was that. Taking you back actually to your first audition, how does it compare to how you felt in your most recent one? My most recent one, I didn't get. So oh, the other one was way better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Hollywood is a game where I just feel like I'm constantly at the beginning of my education, no matter what I do. I'm equally scared, equally passionate, equally believe I get every role I go in for. And my when my reps tell me, no, nah, it didn't go your way. At first, I think they're joking. I'm like, come on. And they're like, no, it really didn't go your way. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, I mean, you win some and you lose some. But for some reason, I just can't, I can't quit it. I can't let it go. Great. That's very Capricorn. Um, <laughs> I know. As a woman of color, how do you feel about the way the entertainment industry has progressed over the years and what do you think still needs to change? Pot Diva. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Diva. One of the biggest things that needs to happen in order to really signify change is I feel like the people who are in positions of power need to stop asking what do we need to do to change because it's like you guys are the ones who kind of got us in this situation so stop asking the question and just do you know I think um it was Taika Waititi who had a great interview recently where he got an award and he even said like stop fucking asking what to do to change or stop talking about diversity like if you really want to do that stuff, then you just do it. Like you don't talk about it. You don't hold seminars on how to put white people in movies. You don't do that. So just fucking do it already. It's like worn out. It's welcome. It's like, just shut up and do it then. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that's something that could still change. If Hollywood really truly is to be colorblind, then you stop talking about being colorblind. There, There, we have seen strides. I think there are still a lot more strides to make. I think the Middle Eastern community is still one that is underrepresented. Just whatever projects I kind of do, I try to shine a spotlight on that part of my heritage too. I think I've been lucky in a sense that growing up in Texas, I just thought I was whiter than white bread. I didn't have anyone like me in my community. When I came to LA, I had that in my foundation, but then I also was like, oh, but I'm also different and I'm different looking. And I'm, so maybe that's a good thing being out in LA, try to capitalize on your uniqueness. Whereas in Texas, I just wanted to be blonde hair and blue eyed. So I don't know, I've done all right, I guess. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I just feel like change is something that in order for it to really sort of mean like it's stuck around, like people don't talk about it anymore. There's no need to highlight it because it's already sort of integrated in the system. Can I also take you back as well? We're going quite a bit to the past, but can you remember the moment you knew you wanted to be an actor? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing that started when I was really young. I think I was, it was like fourth or fifth grade. I'd never done it before. There was a play my school was putting on and all the fifth graders could audition for this. It was a Western called Miss Louisa and the Outlaws. And it was like a play about like grammar. (laughs) And I auditioned for the role of Miss Louisa. It was between me and my best friend. And she and I were very competitive towards each other. She was everything I wasn't, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, like soccer star. Here I was kind of a curvy fifth grader 
brown hair, brown eyes. Like it just, we were opposites of it with one another. At the last minute on the last audition, I pulled out an English accent out of my ass. I have no idea how or where it came from. And again, this is a Western and I got it. My mom came to the play and she had no idea I was doing a British accent. She had no clue any of the stuff was happening. And the other parents, they were like, oh, do we have a foreign exchange student? Like, where did she come from? And my mom was like, that's not a foreign exchange student. That's my daughter. She's been here since kindergarten. I had no idea she was going to do this. But I'll just never forget that feeling, you know, of like being on stage. It just felt like I was free falling. You just don't know what's happening moment to moment. That was sort of the beginning where I was like, I have to figure out how to do this for the rest of my life. And then I put it away for a while and thought I was going to become a doctor. I was really good at math and science. I love dissection and I just really loved the gross stuff. But when I went to university, I was at Southern Methodist University for a year. I was in a production of, what was it, Chicago. I played six in Chicago. There was a girl who was a background dancer. And I said something like, you know, oh, we were talking about, you know, what we want to major in. And I was an English major at the time. I was like, oh, I want to be an actress, but I don't really know how to do it. So, well, why don't you try it for Saturday Night Live? Because back in 1995, they were on SNL. So I was like, okay, that's it. That's my way in. So I tried out for the Dallas Cupboard Cheerleaders. I was never a cheerleader in my entire life. I was always an athlete. I made the team. I met Robert Altman. Robert Altman, I don't know if you know who that is. It's a shame that people of today, especially in this industry, don't know who he is. But he's like the godfather of film, pretty much. He was filming a movie called Dr. Teen the Women that had like Kate Hudson, Liv Tyler, Richard Gere, Farrah Fawcett in it. And in the movie, the two girls were Dallas Cabaret cheerleaders. So he used our rehearsal facilities for a couple of weeks. I really, truly have been the majority of my life. Things have happened to me purely because I'm naive. So I just never have an agenda. I didn't quite put it together that he could help me, but we really got along. So we spent every day together. We ate lunch every day together. I was sitting with him behind the monitors and we just talked about everything but the film business. He was like a cool, like grandpa kind of dude and nobody else would talk to him. So if anything, I felt kind of bad that like he's here and nobody's talking to him. And uh, he was like, yeah, what is it you want to do? And I said, well, I want to be an actress. And he was like, well, I think you have what it takes. So I went home and Googled him that night because again, I was unfamiliar with who he was. And he did a movie called Popeye with Robin Williams. And I had seen that movie and almost tanked Robin Williams' career. It was like not well received, but I saw that movie. I told my mom that night, I was like, mom, the guy who directed Popeye is telling me I got a chance. That was in 2000. And that was it. I quit cheerleaders. I quit school. I quit everything. I had a cherry red Chevy pickup truck and I drove it out West and never looked back. Yeah. And what an amazing story. A seal of approval as well. A very powerful one. I mean, it was, yes, it was kind of incredible. And he gave me his number and he was like, well, when you come out there, I want to help you. We played phone tag because he was still in Texas filming and I was so green. Oh my God. I mean, I would walk into an audition room and people would look at me after my read and they'd go, how long have you been acting? Like, not like in a good way. And I was like, I don't know, since Tuesday, it was just, again, just so naive, so green. But, you know, I'm still here. Yeah, an amazing journey you've had since then. Do you want any final message you'd like to give? I really think no matter what you do in life, one of the hardest things to do is to really listen to the truth of who you are. 
you know, I feel like that's something that gets muddled because we have so many distractions around us. We have so many voices in our head all the time that to, we really have to carve out those moments of silence to figure out, well, what's my truth and what do I want to do? And once you figure out who you are, do it on purpose. Thank you so much for talking with Diva today. Yeah, thank you for your time. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every week we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.